Hello, and welcome to Build Momentum, where we help education organizations blow past their competitors with strategies that make an impact. We think beyond traditional press releases and generic communication tactics and seek out big, bold ideas to create meaningful results for our clients. I'm your host, Sarah Williamson, and I've spent more than 15 years in public relations for the education sector, where our team has learned what works and what doesn't when it comes to PR. From launching groundbreaking new industry awards to landing sought-after panels at the most prestigious shows, we absolutely love this stuff. But the best part is we have an opportunity to interview some of the smartest people we know who share their knowledge and strategies for success right here on the show. If you enjoy what you hear, we would so appreciate if you please take a moment to drop us a review on whatever platform you listen. And if you want to learn more about us, visit swpr-group.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Let's dive into the show. And on today's episode, we're fortunate enough to have Sunny Thadani with us. Sunny is a dedicated dad of three, first and foremost. I love that. And his passion for education and mental health came after working with Sandy Hook Promise, an organization dedicated to improving the lives and mental well-being of students across the U.S. Having witnessed the impacts of mental health firsthand, Sunny became determined to solve this challenge through his new company, Robin. Sunny, welcome. It's so great to have you on the show today. Awesome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited and thank you for that great introduction, which is frankly spot on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got it from your website, so that makes sense. (laughs) So first of all, Sunny, I'd love for you to share a little bit more of your personal story in terms of what drew you to Robin and you touch on in your bio a personal story about health and wellness. I don't know if you're open to sharing that with us today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like in life, there's a couple things and paths and choices you make to get you to where you want to go or where you might be going or thinking about it. And I think for years, I've been extremely fortunate, born and raised in North Jersey. My parents came to this country from India in the 1970s. And, you know, I just remember growing up, they gave me a lot of flexibility and a lot of autonomy. And You know, I just remember growing up and kids, you know, had curfews and they got grounded. My parents were pretty flexible. And because of their flexibility and I think trust, I came home at a reasonable hour, right? My friends had a curfew and then I came home and they allowed me to explore different things. And, you know, unlike maybe some other parents, parents were focused on academics for sure. They wanted me to do my homework and get good grades. But they also, and especially my mother, She wanted me to try new things and explore new things. She was an entrepreneur. She came to this country and we, uh, my brother was, I was born and my brother was born. She stayed home for a couple of years, but she's tried different side hustles. She's famous for quoting me that she apparently started the first Groupon of Indian community restaurants and stores in Parsippany, New Jersey. She had the idea before anybody. It was called Sonali. That's her name, Sonali Savings. And she would sell these coupons around town. So she's always had that spirit and that's been passed on to me, whether it's, you know, a driveway lemonade stand or trying to hustle and sell different things in high school and college. I was lucky enough that my parents, you know, paid for my education, but that was it, right? I had to figure out things on my own. And I think part of that mentality, I thought about starting my own thing and doing something a bit different. I was never 
truly inspired by saying, I'm going to go be a doctor or a lawyer, or I'm going to go get, you know, multiple degrees. I think it's awesome and wonderful. And maybe I'll push my kids in that direction. Who knows? But I wasn't pushed there. And I was fortunate enough to find the right set of people, partners, mentors, friends in my life that were sounding boards. And this whole concept of Robin and coaching was really born decades ago because I had coaches in my life and they weren't labeled coaches back then, but they were friends. They were an uncle, a grandfather, people that I can talk to. I don't think a lot of people have people they can openly talk to and trust, especially quote unquote adults when you're a child. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me about the inception of Robin and how that came to be. Do you mind starting with that? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I started this company with some of my best friends in the whole world. And as we exited that opportunity, as you mentioned, I was working with the Sandy Hook Promise Organization, and I learned a lot about that organization. And you know, a lot of people know what happened in Sandy Hook that day with those tragic events. And I got to know Mark, one of the fathers who lost his son that day. And I was so inspired about how he thought about the future and how he wanted to help other parents. And I slowly realized they're not talking about gun advocacy or gun control. Yes, there are some policies and shifts that they're looking at, but they're really talking about mental health and mental well-being. And we did this fundraiser in New York City prior to COVID in February, and a lot of people didn't realize that. And a lot of people don't realize the amazing work that they do with schools specifically. And not only because they were born from a school, but school is where it all begins, right? All of our kids, if those are fortunate enough to have kids out there, you send your kids to school and you give them trust and liberty and opportunity to learn. And I thought to myself, as the world changes, right? What are we teaching my kids? My eldest is a first grader and I want her to learn everything that I learned about history and math and science. But what are those other things that we should be teaching our kids as parents and as educators? Mm -hmm. And I thought in the last couple of years, Sarah, I'm 41 now, I've learned about who I am and how to be more self-aware, how to make better decisions, how to be mindful, how to build these skill sets around uh, resiliency. And if I went through something, how to combat that. And I said to myself, wait a minute, why did I learn this when I was 12? Alongside math and history and everything else. So I started thinking about this idea of teaching our kids. And listen, social emotional learning skills has been out there for decades. But if you think about the last decade, what the kids have gone through, school shootings and social media, I mean, our biggest problem or challenges in high school or middle school, I remember, were fire drills and we had to leave or a weird gym class or getting picked last. I think the kids today have to deal with a lot more. I know. And all of them aren't necessarily building these skill sets because partly we're not all teaching it to them. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this and he said, Sonny, this is really interesting. You got to meet my good friend and college buddy, Scott Farber. And he said, Scott's, you know, kind of your age, married, you guys, you know, entrepreneurs, both good people who want to change the world. He's been working in education and mental health for two decades. He's probably going to give you some great feedback. And that's all it was, was, hey, learn from this guy, Scott. So last July, we met on the West Side Highway right during, you know, middle of COVID in New York City. And it felt like we were the only two people on the West Side Highway in New York City. We had a couple of iced coffees and I started telling him about this idea. And he said, Sonny, you're not going to believe this, but I've been thinking about this concept concept for seven years now. And he almost brought like a crumpled piece of paper with just some notes on it to say, coaching the whole child 
better formed brains. Like he had all these thoughts. He said, this is it. And it was one of these moments where hopefully we'll remember in a decade that a company, a friendship and a partnership was all born that day. And it was just an idea, helping kids with their mental health by providing them with mentors, coaches, content. And out of that, Robin was born. Are you an education leader, the leader of an ed tech company, or a member of an organization supporting education? We continue to hear from leaders like you who have a story to tell, a message to share, or an important initiative that needs greater awareness. Three years ago, that's exactly what we heard from Doug Roberts, the CEO of the Institute for Education Innovation, when he approached SWPR Group. This led to the launch of a groundbreaking new award that was unlike any other in ed tech. The Soup's Choice Awards, judged exclusively by K-12 superintendents, set IEI on a path to market dominance, increasing vendor partners and superintendent members by more than 30% year over year. Jamie Candy, the CEO of Edmentum, shared with SWPR Group the EdTech company's desire to tell district success stories and to elevate the leaders behind their organization in a more thoughtful and strategic way. Throughout the past two years, SWPR Group has established consistent and regular media coverage, authored compelling op-eds, and secured interviews highlighting success stories while also inserting momentum into timely topics like AI with national reporters. At SWPR Group, we provide public relations, communication strategies, and thought leadership support for today's changemakers and the brands they champion. We work together with our clients to bring their mission to life by consistently delivering high-quality content, creative communication strategies, and transformational results. What story do you want to tell? Reach out to us using the link in the show notes or visit our website at swpr-group.com. I love that story. It's so serendipitous. So, okay, some might say, oh, well, that's nice, Sunny, but there's so many SEL companies that just popped up over the past year. I mean, a ton of them. However, I know Robin is a little bit different. Are you just another digital curriculum provider? Or how is Robin different? Yeah, and it's a really good thought because I have noticed a lot of companies are popping up and yep. there's going to be a lot of... And that to me signals to me there's a market opportunity. And it's a mm-hmm. little scary because that means there's a real need for a lot of this stuff out there. So yeah. one of the things Scott and I discussed early on, and I mentioned this and I think it's important, I didn't come from a background of education. The last time I had education was 2002 when I graduated from Syracuse. So it's it's been a while since I've been in a classroom or around that. But I actually think that's one of my strengths as a co-founder in this business because I ask very basic questions because I don't know how it's taught. So I always believe in the voice of the customer. So if you're going to find out, ask kids, ask teachers, ask parents what's going on. So we did a series of focus groups early and we were fortunate enough to get a bunch of kids. I mean, it was the middle of COVID. Kids were online over Zoom doing different things. So through just relationships we had and some good luck, we got a bunch of teachers, parents, and students all separate. And we started asking them questions and talking to them about what's working in schools, what isn't working in schools. And the students had, as you might imagine, these were mostly high school students at the time we were doing focus groups with, they were pretty specific in their answers. And one thing that came out is that they said a lot of our schools, a lot of what they're 
teaching when it comes to mental health, mental well-being, or social-emotional learning is very reactive. Mm-hmm. God forbid there's an incident, a bullying incident, a fighting incident. I mean, God forbid a school shooting. They would bring a speaker, a coach, a therapist, a psychologist in, and they would talk, and there'd be two weeks of office hours. Go talk to this person if you, you need someone to talk to. And a lot of students didn't talk to that person because it was kind of thrown at them like, here you go. If you have a trouble uh, having issues, go talk to this person. And at the end of two or three weeks, that person wouldn't be there. And it'd be back to normal, back to the everyday school day. So there was no continuity or consistency in what a lot of schools were offering. The second thing that we heard, and this was also from parents and teachers as well as students. I mean, we all love technology and our phones and podcasts and all these amazing tools. But if you're thinking about social emotional learning and EQ and mental health, it can't only be solved by technology. Technology has to be a big part of it because it's a big part of our lives today. But you need human connection. I remember one of our founding coaches and advisors, Dr. Ned Hallowell, he talks about connection in his many, many books that he's written. And I'm thinking to myself, how do you have social emotional learning and connection without actually connecting with people, not only an app or a website? So early on, we said, wait a minute, let's actually get other people to talk to kids, experts in their field, people that have talked about this for decades or years, people that are authentic, that are approachable, that are relatable, again, all feedback early on. So one of our first coaching sessions happened to be a friend of mine introduced me to this guy named George Mumford. I did not know who George was at the time. And it turned out George is an unbelievable person. He's also pretty well known for being Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Phil Jackson's mindfulness coach or mindfulness guru. He was brought in by Phil Jackson. I'm a big sports guy in the 80s and 90s when the Bulls were beating the Knicks. That was my favorite team. It seems every year. And George worked with these athletes. And I met George and he had these really fascinating stories about Michael and Kobe. But even more than that, he talked a lot to me as well to students about how anybody could put themselves in that mindset, exactly like Michael and Kobe and all these athletes. And he told this story once, and I'll never forget it because it was so inspiring. It was a group of about 61, 62 kids. I remember that number specifically because I was so excited about how many kids would join us on a team. After sharing a story or two, he said, what made Michael and Kobe very different and could what make any of you guys different is their ability to always be in the moment. And he let, he stopped, he paused, and he let that sit for a second. And he said, I know people are checking their phones, Instagram, text, TikTok, but if everybody can lock in and be with me for this moment for two more minutes, it is something that will change the course of your life. And he taught about a lot of athletes, and specifically those two athletes, would always be in the moment, whatever they did. And so he teaches mindfulness, and he teaches mindfulness in the way that it's not only about breathing or meditation. That is absolutely part of it, but it's being aware. It's being mindful. It's maybe taking a walk and being alone with your thoughts. It's a slew of different things. Mm-hmm. And not only did it blow my mind, but it blew these kids' mind. Yeah. And they said, wow, George, Coach Mumford, I have a question. And kids were interacting and he was talking. And I just, I was writing this down in my notes. I said, we're onto something. How, he, this guy just got a group of 16, 17 year old kids talking about mindfulness over Zoom. I mean, think yeah. about that for a minute. That was mind boggling. And we kept doing another one and another one. We tried different coaches, different kids, different cohort, girls, boys, athletes, non-athletes, and it all worked. And we said to ourselves, wait a minute, 
we are onto something about connecting, sparking conversation so that the students, after George shares a story or defines mindfulness, he actually lets the students bring up the next question or bring bring up the next thought. And I, I don't think a lot of students get that often. And that's what yeah. Robin's here to do. We're sparking that conversation and making it okay to talk about things like mindfulness and resiliency and their own mental well-being. That's amazing. I couldn't agree more. I think what you're doing is so powerful. And it seems like it's resonating. It sounds like you haven't even done much promotion on your end. This is a show about PR. <laughs> so I wanted to get to kind of some of the ways you've already been able to make an impact. I know you're recently on the Today Show. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> we were really lucky. And they were doing this segment and interviewing a bunch of kids on why mental health days matter at schools. And again, when I was growing up, if you had a cold or fever, you can call out, and but you have to, it's an absence, right? And you're only allowed mm-hmm. a certain amount of absences. So a lot of students in different cities and states in this one segment was about a high school, I believe, in your neck of the woods in Oregon, in the Portland area, uh-huh. where she said, wait a minute, if I hurt my knee or if I have a fever, I stay out. But if mentally I'm just not there today or something happened to me, can I take an absence, right? That was the part of the segment. And they got in touch with us through just a friendship and a relationship. And they said, do you have anybody who can speak from a scientific point of view, a psychologist, right? And one of our coaches, yeah. Dr. Tony Jacobson, she's also a mother of four, a professor at Iona. She teaches about mindfulness. And she was on the segment talking about why this is important, not just from a mom or a psychologist, but why our kids need this and why it should be part of the annual school year. So again, we got our quote-unquote 15 seconds of fame. Yeah. One of the reasons, Sarah, and I think we do need to um, start leveraging public relations a bit more and marketing in a broad way because it's starting to work. And yes, we have an amazing team. We have an amazing product, but the driver here are kids. The reason this is working and hopefully other companies are going to find a ton of success here, right? Because there's a mission behind what we're trying to do. Kids, high school kids, teenagers, Gen Z, they're demanding it. They're demanding it from their parents. They're demanding it from their schools, their friends, And from social media, they're putting it out there. And I think that's what has allowed us to see some early success coupled with, hey, we're allowing this conversation to happen. We're making it fun via our product. So it's not just George coming on or a coach. Great. There are lesson plans. There are activities. So there has to be some, you know, a scope and sequence to what we do, some evidence to prove and to measure how students are growing through our platform, but it also has to be engaging, right? We have this thing called a 30-day challenge. So a coach comes in, you talk about a topic, and then it's done. And right, we heard earlier, students don't want a one and done. They want consistency. So we have this one-page instance where kids log on, and maybe it's mindfulness or resiliency or being self-aware, but they get to post every day about what made them more mindful or more resilient. You write in your online journal, you high five each other, you create a, think of it as positive social media for the day. You get points and there's a winner and everybody, kids included, likes a little bit of competition, whether it's on yeah. a sports field or on a mindfulness. So I think yep. integrating some sort of a gamified version of what you do, um, yeah. a lot of our lessons and activities are built by teachers, right? They're built yep. by guidance counselors. So there's a science to what we're trying to do. But you can make that fun. You can make it engaging. And if you Mm -hmm. do that, you're going to see a little bit of success. And schools are looking for something right now more than ever. 
right? COVID has put yeah. a magnifying glass on mental health, not just for students, but the adults in their lives, right? That includes parents and teachers. And I think someone, uh, a psychologist told us earlier that in order to make this effective, you have to have the adults in our kids' lives, teachers and parents, be part of it, right? So part of what Robin does and will do more and more in the future is, hey, the mental health and the well-being of a, of a parent or a teacher or guidance counselor is also important, right? So we can coach them and we can work with them and come up with activities and challenges for the adults as well to be on the same page and to align themselves with the students. I love that. I think that's so helpful. That's great advice. A lot of people listening to the show aren't kind of similar positions. They're trying to grow their company. Some are small and they would love to hear from you any additional advice you might have about where they should start about galvanizing these efforts and, and sharing it with the world. I think you guys just have nailed that. Yeah. Well, I think part of it too is young companies. And I've been lucky enough to do this in a very different field now, my second time. A, you got to start, right? You got to try. And I know people say you, you can't be afraid to fail. That's absolutely true. But you got to put yourself out there and you got to experiment early, right? I didn't know that a Zoom with a coach talk about this would be a, a success. I actually was a little worried in the beginning uh, of mm-hmm. kids engaging or were their cameras on or do they really care? Were they going to ask any questions? So my early advice is um, a lot of founders, you have instincts, right? You started a company, an idea, a nonprofit, a for-profit for a reason. Trust your instincts and then learn from the customer based on feedback. And don't be afraid to ask for feedback. The worst thing that can happen is they don't give you any. So you're at the same place you started. And take all feedback with a little bit of grain of salt too, right? Especially when working with kids. Kids are brutally honest and they're tough sometimes. So yeah, take it to heart, but don't let it ruin your day. Ruin your day. Um, Because again, there are things that you probably know and you're thinking about as young company leaders, but you got to experiment. You got to try. You got to get feedback early and you got to trust your instincts and trust the customer. The customer... I would say they're always right, but they always have good ideas. They always have yeah. good ideas that could be part of, you know, for, for us, almost everything that we put out there today has been because of feedback, positive or negative, from a student, teacher, or parent. That's amazing. I also would add, just as you are exploring and failing as you go, because that's going to be part of it, it's a matter of how you respond to those challenges and get back up. And And that's part of what we're teaching. How do you build resiliency? And don't get me wrong, when a school says no or something doesn't go, it still hurts and it doesn't get easier. At least for me, when I hear no, it still does not get easier, but I've heard no enough that I know how to get past it at this point in my career. And I certainly, you know, as my own parenting journey starts, and as you mentioned earlier, I have three young kids it's tough. And I don't think I've done it all right. I think far from it. And I'm learning from that. And that has helped me as an entrepreneur, quite frankly, like your kids make it tough because those are the highest stakes out there, right? There's nothing bigger than your own kids or your own family. And I think, you know, entrepreneurs who are also parents, I don't know, there's a spark or something special that they have, I think. I agree. This is my favorite expression lately. Every day is a journey. So true. But I feel like I could talk to you all day. I have so many more questions, but I'm going to have to have you back on. Where can our listeners learn more about you and Robin? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, our website, we'd love for people to go check us out www.my-robin.com. Instagram and Twitter at Robin Stories. And as you said, as a young company, we've had some early success. 
well, now let's get that megaphone out and let's leverage marketing, PR, social media, advertising, other areas, because a lot of schools are taking our call, right? Not many yeah. schools or organizations, parents associations don't want to talk about mental health for their students, mental health for themselves. It is a topic that we're all talking about. The question is, how do we get there faster and broader and increase that top of the funnel? Everybody is never going to buy your product. There's no company in the world. I mean, maybe Apple, everybody's bought them for a while, but there are not many yeah. companies that have this instant success, right? You got to try new things. You got to build a large funnel of customers. And there are a lot of schools. There are a lot of kids out there that need this. We started in our backyard in New York and New Jersey because that's where we are, but we're working with schools across the country right now, and we want to continue doing that and getting the word out more and more. So I love what you are doing. I love your idea, Sarah, about doing podcasts. I'm actually quite inspired and motivated right now. I'm going to do a little research on uh, on your side. Oh, love it. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll be in touch. We'll check in with you on that for sure. But thank you again. I look forward to hearing how Robin unfolds. I think you have great things yet to come. Thanks, Sarah. I will let you know. And again, thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, we'd be so grateful. This helps other listeners find and learn about our show. And please reach out if you're interested in learning more about how we can elevate the leaders of your organization with our PR services. If you'd like, you can even shoot me a direct email at sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at swpr-group.com. I look forward to hearing from you and we will see you next time.